Hey everybody, this is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and, of course, with you. Um, I'm Abigail, I'm here with my friend Jillian, and we are so ready to talk Extreme Rules. Fight Pit! Fight Pit! Fight Pit! I'm was so it, excited. I mean, before we get into anything else, was Fight Pit everything you dreamed it would be? It was not. <laughs> More of a concept than a reality. It was, I mean, I'll, when we get to Fight Pit, we can talk about Fight Pit. But, yeah. um, I mean, I enjoyed it very, very much. It's just like, I, I'll wait till we get to it. Fight Pit is a dream deferred. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but, no, it was a lot of fun. So, just in general, like um what is your what are your thoughts about extreme rules in general like if you had to give it a a one through five stars where does it fall for you i didn't think about a star rating system maybe you can Um, use whatever rating system you're more comfortable with i feel like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go four and a half stars can i do that solid yeah of course you can okay what about you of course you can um you know what i'm gonna give it five i'm gonna give it the full five because I was entertained by that pay-per-view from start to finish. Um, also, you know, there was an appearance by Gritty. So really that pushed it over the top for me. Yeah. I yeah, I totally agree with your assessment. I'm just sticking with a 4.5. <laughs> That's fair. You're you're a tough crowd, and I, I respect that about you. Gritty was great, though. I really enjoyed him. That's true. A real breakout star of the event, I Miz think. did a good job. He always makes me laugh. Miz always does a good job, yeah. That's uh, that's his jam. Well, do we want to go in order of matches? Like, go through and talk about these things? Yeah, that absolutely works for me. All right. Well, the first match of the night was the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. <laughs> Which I still maintain is not a real thing. But then I looked it up, and a Donnybrook is a real thing. So, Like an actual match? I got a is no, a, a so fight? like a, a, it's slang. Like if you have like a dust up or a, an argument or like you know an, an intense fight, it's a Donny Brook. Oh, it's just okay. slang. Okay. So egg on my face. I will turn in my Irish card and uh, <laughs> proceed from here. You can come be Scottish with me. Thank you. Thank you to you and Drew for always accepting <laughs> me for who I am. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um. So I decided, so this match was crazy. Like, it was crazy. Yes, it was wild. Um, I, <laughs> like, my thoughts aren't really organized very well around it. Like, I mean, I have my notes that I took, but, like, a couple of things. I really don't like that they call Gunter the Ring General. I hate that name. I had never Tell heard it. Tell me why you hate it. I don't know. I just hate it. Like, <laughs> it's... It's like Surgeon General. I don't know. It's like, oh, it's, I, I, like see. I get that. It's like it's supposed to be like a military rank, right? Like he's the ring general, right. but like, like he commands the ring. He's a ring general. It just, I don't know. It sounds really dumb to me. I, there's no real reason behind it. I don't have, mo- I don't have reasons for most of my feelings. It's just something that I feel. No, um, that's fair. That's fair. I did expect when the wall broke. Um, when was it butch did butch go through the wall who went through the wall yes okay i believe butch went through the wall so when the wall broke i half expected fans to like suddenly rush the ring yes 
<laughs> that was like, this is Philadelphia. They throw batteries. Like, they're going to rush the ring. This is totally what I expected. I was a little oh. let down. I was actually also kind of proud because I was like, thank you, Philadelphians, for not rushing the ring and, like, killing the yeah. one security guard who was just sitting in the chair guarding that gaping hole. <laughs> so... No, that's true. And I, I mean, I feel like this is a, a perfect time for me to say that my only knowledge of Philadelphia sports fans comes from the dollop. So uh, shout out to the dollop for letting me know that Philadelphia <laughs> is a dangerous place to be a sports fan, to be a sports performer, and to be a single security guard it's guarding true. a broken barrier. Thank you, Dave and Gareth, for that education. I, I think you mean Gary? You mean Ooh, Gary? I'm not going to say it. But yeah, the, this match was okay. I went into this one thinking like this is going to be like a real smash mouth brawl, which is not my jam. Like, you know, they're all good wrestlers. I enjoy them. And I'm going to be kind of like, eh, whatever, I'll finish making appetizers. And instead, I was like, oh, my God, Imperium's just going to kill the Brawling Brutes. Oh, my God, the Brawling Brutes are just going to kill Imperium. And I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I really liked the commentary, like when they were just talking like... <laughs> It made me feel like what we learn in the States about like the Revolutionary War, how like the British troops just like kept marching in a line yes. and guerrilla soldiers were just like taking them out from the bushes. And it felt like that where they were like Imperium is very, you know, they're very technical with their wrestling. And they're basically like these other <laughs> Irish dudes are a bunch of like wild animals who are going to tear out their hearts like that's what it felt like i was just like wow yes. okay like this is their scene i feel like they were like making vague references to like some irish stereotypes but uh i was the part that like i think like got me the most is when seamus got cracked on the back with a shillelagh Yes. And then he had yes, that cool. gigantic red welt mm -hmm. on his back that was just like kind of actively bleeding. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, are we going to see him die? What's happening? <laughs> it was gross. I know. I keep waiting for someone to die and it's just going to be horrible and I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. But that match was a lot of fun. It really was. But it did let me down in one way. Um, I was promised by the description that there would be a variety of Irish weapons and there was just shillelaghs. Yeah. Now, I don't know what these other Irish weapons were supposed to have been, but I guess Butch's joint manipulation work. Right. <laughs> like Butch's hands and yeah. a shillelagh and the bar. Maybe the bar was also an Irish weapon. Did they use the, did they use the uh, ring? Uh, what's it called? The ring apron at any point? Did that come out? I can't remember. I don't think it did in that match, but it was a popular okay. tool throughout the night. Yeah, I've been seeing that used a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was actually thinking um, of our predictions that we made. My predictions were shit. On our last episode. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't have them ready to hand, so I'm going to find them at some point. But hold on one second. I had chosen the Brawling Brutes for this one. What win. did I, why can't I read? I chose Imperium, which was the first of my very poor predictions. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. They were all, all right. terrible. I don't know anything. Luckily, we're not like keeping score. Right. And luckily, we don't bet. 
on sports. So, you know, thank goodness. Uh, oh, in real life, you mean? Because we did make a bet about how many awkward climbs there would be on the ladder to get up oh, to. Oh, uh... we did. And I don't remember what I bet or how many. So like, originally you stake? said three and I said two. And three. then you said you think two. So. Do you remember? Because I'll concede to your good memory if you remember. I feel like three was your first choice, but. It was my first choice. Yes. I don't even know. I think there was like one awkward one. So I think we were both wrong. You know, technically, though, you were closer, so. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. There is one side note I want to talk about, and I've I've mentioned this to you before, but there's a guy that I always see at these pay-per-views who, like, is mm -hmm. in the front row, on, you know, like, facing the camera, and he has a neon green shirt. And I'm just, like, always really yeah. curious yeah, who sure that guy can. is. Like, who is he? What does he do that he gets to go to all of these pay pays-per-views? and um like sit in the front row like what is his life who is he like, i mean i know I you don't know that but actually no i don't um <laughs> but i feel like he's the spiritual descendant of the sign guy do you remember the sign guy he always had like red cap blue button down and he always had a sign and he would be at every event that's vaguely familiar yeah and i feel like this guy is just the next generation sign guy Okay. Well, if anybody but knows, I, I let me know. Sometimes. I'm just very curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Green shirt guy, if you're listening, um, get in touch because we have some questions. <laughs> I'm so curious. And we are legitimate sports journalists. Super nosy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's all I had about that first match. Okay. But I enjoyed it So then it are, we, are we ready? I'm sorry, what? I was just saying, but I enjoyed it heartily. I enjoyed it heartily too. Are we ready to talk Liv and Rhonda? Sure. Oh, I, that's that's what came next, right? I think so. Yeah, there was like um, there was a, a little like video package with Bianca, kind of talking about her life. Ah. Uh, um. In between, I thought that was a really interesting look into who she is. But yeah, then nice. it was. I admit that I missed that entirely. She, I, it was really, I mean, we don't have to go deep into it, but it just talked about her being an athlete, like her entire life. And, um, mm -hmm. she talked about, um, her, she developed a bulimia as part of being oh. like a sports person. She was a runner. So she yeah. thought it would make her faster. And then, you know, it like spiraled and she i thought it was really amazing of her to talk about that because i think there's a lot of people who probably would be helped by her talking about that absolutely it's really nice to see someone be candid about those kind of struggles and not not in a shaming way or an inspiration porn way just kind of like yeah this is a thing mm -hmm. this is a thing that athletes face and it's really hard and i overcame it yeah it's really encouraging i think so that was, I mean, that was the extent of the package is just like how she's a total badass. So she really is, which is true. Um, all right, Liv and Ronda Rousey. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah, I, um, I was not, I was not excited about this. I mean, I was excited about the match. I was not excited about the outcome of the match. I it was, was really hoping it would be live me too it was a good match i enjoyed it but i was let down i don't i also want to say that i think a baseball bat is a poor weapon to bring to a match like that because it 
it stretches the boundaries of believability. I agree. I had written a note like that. I was like, the baseball bat is killing me. What do you think it's made mm-hmm. out of? Because like, I don't think it was a metal bat. I don't think it was necessarily a wooden bat. Because like, Rhonda was like hitting Liv very hard on the legs and ass with that baseball bat. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that, I don't know that you could get away with that with like a non lighter bat. I don't know, but like I think you're right. Because it's like yeah. when, you know, Triple H had a sledgehammer. He never like swung the sledgehammer and nailed somebody with it. It was always like, I cover the end of the sledgehammer and then mm-hmm. I like poke you in the stomach with it. And that is his greatest failure, I think, both as an athlete and as an individual, is not actually murdering anyone with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Smashing Way to punk in. out, my dude. Like, seriously. I mean, go they're harder, always threatening murder. Why don't they actually do it? <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, it would really up the stakes on the uh, whole season finale, you know, season premiere thing, too. <laughs> like, who will be alive when Raw premieres next week? <laughs> it would be, like, a very clear demarcation between seasons yes. which is Absolutely. i think all we're asking for um but i go ahead i think for me one of the things that was maybe not salvaged this match for me and it didn't need to be salvaged it was a good match they did a great job but like what on earth is going on with Liv morgan coming out of that match do you mean like her reaction or yes like this it seems like we're I hope setting up some kind of storyline where Liv has lost her marbles and is now going on to some sort of you know like is she going to not to jump ahead but are we going to see her aligned with someone like Bray Wyatt are we going to see her break out on her own and just destroy people with her little bat what is going on yeah I was really wondering about that because like as she was like passing out she was smiling and yes. then like after she was smiling and I was going to ask you about that why you thought she was smiling and I was just like it probably is something like that right like it's, she's probably going to have some kind of character shift this is my guess is that she's going to go a little bonkers either that or it's like a lifelong dream for her to be choked out by an athletic woman's thighs and she's just really grateful mm-hmm. to have had that moment you know and either way is fine that's that's one thing I thought was like pretty I mean the match was crazy and I I really enjoyed it but that like before like leading up to the where she's being like choked out basically Mm -hmm. like all I could think was like Ronda Rousey spider monkey because like the (laughs) the way she like climbed up Liv's body and then just like wrapped herself around her and like it was like it was really cool. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how she did it. Like, she got herself out of a hold, I think, and then, like, yeah, reversed it. And I was just like, that's kind of amazing. Um, I liked Rhonda a little bit more just because of that. I still don't like her. But um, I had I decided, though, that I, I think I would watch the hell out of a match between Rhonda and Bianca. Yeah, I think it would be great. I think their styles are well aligned. I think they're both so like just purely athletic that it would be really great to see what they could do playing off of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think it might compensate for some of the, like the lack of telling a story or an emotionally driven narrative that I feel from Rhonda sometimes. I think it might give her some cover for that and be really good for her as a performer. 
She kept calling Liv Hooters Barbie in like yeah. some of the promos and stuff. And I was like, let's not diss the Hooters people. Honestly, um, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but when we used to watch pay-per-views at Hooters, some of the nicest, most capable waitresses in the world were at that Hooters. Like, so nice. I know. I know. They were great. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're saying that's an insult to somebody, Rhonda. Be nice, Rhonda. Treat other women with respect and be nice. Speaking of treat other women with respect, I'd like to make a quick comment about... Yes. Lawler. Mm, yes, that's right. <laughs> I didn't see this, so I was... I missed so, this. Like, I find him repulsive, and I think... Because like, he I don't, is. I don't give a shit what his history is in wrestling, and I just find him a disgusting human being. And, like, in the pre-show... They were doing like the, you know, talking about Rhonda and Liv and who's going to win. And Lawler tells this story of like, I remember when I saw Liv Morgan for the first time in the hallway. And I thought, wow, she's an extremely beautiful woman. Something like that. Might have said girl. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like, then goes on, I think, 30 seconds later after he's, you know, going on and on about how hot she is that she's like a capable wrestler. How nice of him. And I was just like, you are the grossest dude. Like I, I hate that he gets to be where he is. I hate that people like deify him. I hate that he's around like, yeah. Ugh. So then when Scarlet came out, which I'm kind of jumping to the next match, which was the um, strap match, which I, was very excited for like all i could think was i saw poor scarlet was like what has lawler said to her that's like all yes. i could think about he ruins you know, everything a, it's such a good point too because she has such a throwback look to the attitude era and i'm always like i hope she never has to be alone with him like he <laughs> and he and jr were the commentary team when i for raw when i started watching wrestling and like hearing him shriek about puppies every week every time he saw a woman going into the ring to do her work it's just like why was boobs. he talking about puppies puppies are boobs oh now if that doesn't make any sense to you i confess it doesn't make any sense to me either oh, boobs <laughs> oh my god i'm mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm i don't know what to say to that that's oh my god fuck that i just I cringe every time they bring him back. It's like of everyone you could give this payday opportunity to, it has to be that guy. Seriously. Ugh. He will never be a friend of the show. He will absolutely not be a friend of the show. <laughs> so with that, do you mind if we talk about the Drew McIntyre carrying cross match? Do you mean the first annual wrestling is for girls podcast? Shame that kink match. <laughs> that the match you want to discuss right i do now? but i don't want to shame the kink <laughs> well i think we said it could be shame the kink or claim the kink and it sounds oh, that's like right. that's your right. position today is claim that kink yeah i'm gonna claim that kink it was great it was a great match it was so much fun um yes. i i i learned that carrion cross seems to really like asian inspired or asian art mm. like all of his tattoos are like some sort of asian inspired what is the word 
Not trope. That's not the word. Aesthetic. Aesthetic, I guess. Was he was he in New Japan or anything? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to. Okay. I was just curious. Um, I also really enjoyed so like, you know, the match kind of starts before the match starts as usual. Right. And like Carrion won't put the strap on. <laughs> because consent is fluid and it needs to be reaffirmed minute by minute. Just because you consented to do something on Friday doesn't mean now that it's Sunday you still want to do it. That's a really good point. And that's point. okay. That's a really good point. Maybe they need the like tapping system. But I guess <laughs> if you tap too much in wrestling that means you've like given up the match. Right. So they have to figure out something else. What's your color? You know, something like right. that. Right. I think we got to do like the stoplight in this situation. Um, but the face that Drew made when he wouldn't put the strap on. <laughs> it, was like, it was just like it was like he was just like, I am so done with your shit. Like, I hate you so much. Had it up to here. Yeah. There was also a really great moment with Drew's face um, when he first came out. You know, he's got his kilt. He's mm-hmm. got his Scottish Lord look going on. And he takes off the kilt. And they're kind of like filming him from behind. Right. So he takes off the kilt. And you hear this like uptick in excitement from the audience. Oh, which is that. like definitely has a feminine edge to the sound of it. Right. <laughs> And he kind of like looks over his shoulder and is like, hmm, yeah. And it's like, Drew, they love you. We all love you. That's adorable. And I guess we want to see you take your kilt off. (laughs) And get whipped with a strap. Strap. And learn a lesson about consent. (laughs) We're learning so much. So I had a thought during this match. um, And it's completely stupid and not really wrestling related. I mean, it is. But like, it's not. So I noticed Drew has a wedding, what I assume is a wedding band that he wears. Um, And like when I saw it, all I could picture was like him sitting at a kitchen table, like with his spouse, like reading the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And like wondering, like, (laughs) like just talking about their day and like, is his hair dripping wet? Like at all hours of the day. It She's like, really- honey, do you want to use my hair dryer? And he's like, no, why would I want that? Why would I'm I need doing that? the curly girl method. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> soaked this. I, so like eight more steps. He's like, if you have a t-shirt, I'll take that. But otherwise, get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. It's like constantly stealing her leggings so he can do like the leggings <laughs> waves thing. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe he could be friend of the show. <laughs> I mean, I think as much as we talk about other friends of the show, like Drew may be the greatest friend of the show. We He'd talk about Drew a lot. We love Drew. We so. do love Drew. Open I can invitation. ask him like how citizenship in Scotland works if someone right. who's like 40% Scottish on their ancestry results. Does he know in? anyone at the <laughs> Ministry of Immigration? Like, what, what can we do? Um, I... Uh, one thing I, I did feel, I have to say that, and I think this applies overall to the women's matches versus like, maybe not all of the men's matches of the night, but like Liv and Ronda's match seemed more quote unquote extreme than the strap match, for example. Like It did. Yeah, the strap match was like hardcore, but I felt like Liv and Ronda were like going to murder each other. Brutal. It was really believable yeah. that they came there to end each other's lives. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it really did. I was, uh, I think I predicted. 
Yeah, I predicted Drew to win this match, and I was wrong. Me too. And what is like what is gonna go on with Drew now? Like, so on one hand, I'm like feud forever. It's great. I I enjoy this very much. But I'm also like, man, Drew has been dealt some like shitty losses, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he lost at home. He lost here. So like, are we coming up on a character change for Drew where he's gonna? you know, become an angry heel? Is he just going to keep persevering? Will he keep getting law enforcement grade mace in his face? I don't know. I died when they, when Corey Graves said law enforcement grade pepper spray. I I couldn't stop laughing. Like, okay, very specific. Thank you. I totally didn't hear him say that. That's amazing. Law enforcement grade. Oh my God. You would know Corey Graves. I (laughs) like, I feel like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I often wonder that, too, and it's kind of a question that are they kind of, I don't want to jump the gun, but, like, are they kind of doing the same thing with Bailey, right? She's just, she keeps losing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is this going to be, what happens then? Does she just, like, does Drew just, like, lose forever, diminish into the West? Or, you know, does he get a sassy sidekick like a Scarlet to fend her? Because obviously, right? The implication is that Carrion can't beat Drew without Scarlet's help, right? Right. He's got a witchy wife and he needs her help. She's like a totem for him. You know, she helps him get this done. She has the hookups for law enforcement grade mace. Right. She knows where to buy that stuff and how to get around laws preventing you from doing so. She probably needs it to be around Jerry Lawler. Probably. I'm going to get sued. Her outfit, I mean, she looked amazing, but didn't she, didn't it look uncomfortable to you? Like the lacing on the sides? I was like, girl, you are bound yes. in shoelaces. Are you okay? Yes. All I could think was like, I wonder what the crisscrosses on her skin are going to look like after she changes yeah. from that outfit. But I also was like, of course she looked amazing, but I was like, if one of those strings break, do they all break? Everything goes wrong. So Does it just like fall off her body? <laughs> She's done. She's over. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I I always look forward to seeing what she's going to wear each week because I'm always just like that's amazing. But you're right. I think she she does remind me of like a different era of like person accompanying wrestler to the ring. She does, and I I guess I don't hate it because it's not the only option. It's like, it's not the only option. And she's also not like a bimbo. And I yeah, feel like you're right. She's very powerful. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, and again, I missed, I missed the whole attitude era. So there's a lot of stuff, but I mean, I remember eighties, eighties yeah. ladies. And a lot of them were just like either. I mean, the ones I remember were either like supposed to be kind of ugly apparently and crazy or like beautiful and princess like. Right, and you were in the either. 90s, it was like more of the like teehee kind of lingerie pillow fight type of women that they wanted that were forced to, into these things, not necessarily that they were actually that kind of person. No, it's true because I, I feel like you were either Miss Elizabeth or Scary Sherry. Yes, that's exactly or, what I was thinking of those two women. Or later, you could be like Frumpy Ivory or Trish Stratus. And those were the, those are your options, Mm -hmm. right? Like those are your choices. It's like being, it's like how there's nothing inherently 
anti-feminist or anti-woman about being a traditional housewife. Mm-hmm. But when it's the only choice that there is, it becomes really, really problematic. And when mm-hmm. the only choice is to become like a sexy valet, that's a huge problem. <laughs> Although now that's... that I say it out loud, that would be a great career path for me. You know, That's my Halloween right? costume this year. Right. Sexy valet. I'm going to look into it. That would be a great career path for you. Please do that I... so then we can make our podcast more popular. I don't. I don't have the patience to be a hot girl in wrestling. Like I can't wear a patent leather outfit held together with shoelaces because, you know, I would have eaten too much before the show and been gassy. I would have been sweating. Absolutely would not have worked. I don't think I could wear patent leather at all or like vinyl or whatever. I just don't think. Right. That's probably vinyl or something. I don't know. Like, I just don't think I could do it. Like, no, I, I like baggy clothing and flowy things. I grew up in the 90s when everything was, like, large and boxy. Those were the best times. They were the best times. Um, Those are all my points about that match in particular. Those are my points. I'm ready to move on to, um, I believe, our ladder match, correct? I do. I would. I, yes. I, I do want to say one thing. Uh, the in-between, like, video package they did where mm-hmm. it was, like, Edge talking. Yes. There's just a point where Edge said borrowed and it made me <laughs> so happy because it was like the most Canadian sounding word, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm on borrowed time. <laughs> borrowed timey. <laughs> it was, it was magical. That's all I wanted to say about that. I got to um, get to Tim Hortons before it closes. Also, they did an advertisement for Undertaker's like one man show. Have you seen the I have so many questions. So many questions about what this involves. <laughs> like it's like, him does he in like a stories? rocking chair? Yes. Apparently does he, he tells sing? stories. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like is is it going to be like I just I just imagine there being like a stage and like his motorcycle will be like in the background. Oh like yeah. Upstage I guess it is. And like it'll yes. be like softly lit with like a blue light maybe. And then uh-huh. he'll be in the foreground in some sort of chair, maybe a rocking chair, I don't know, some kind of comfortable chair. And he'll be like reflecting back on his days as a wrestler. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be like vignettes where people will be acting out memories that he's had I of hope these shows, so. which would be incredible. I hope so. But I'm so confused by it. I hope it's broken into chapters with like shades of his gimmicks. So, like, you know, he's the dead man. He's the American badass. He's an older guy who seems like a biker, but you're not really sure what's going on. Now he's a dead man again. But through it all, he's a man with flawless eyeliner. Yeah. And like kind of creaky knees. Very, very bad. I knees. just imagine he creaks every time he moves. It looks <laughs> it looks painful. It does. It does. Okay. So that aside, yes, let's talk Bele and Bianca. Um, might it have been the match of the night? For me, I think it was the match of the night. <sighs> yeah, it absolutely was. I think so. It was it was <laughs> like some of uh like some of the some of the bumps they took, like yes. just slamming into the lat like I like there was one in particular when so like Bianca's outside the ring I think and the ladder was like kind of propped up I think on the ring and then maybe on the announce table 
and like yes. Bailey jumped onto like elbow dropped onto Bianca slash the ladder. And I really thought like her whole arm was going to be ripped from her body. Like it looked so fucking painful. And there was like a straight up dent in the ladder after she'd hit it. I was just like, that shit's for real. There was a point where she took a face full of ladder and then they panned to her and she had blood in her mouth. And I was like, Oh honey. Oh, I, it was brutal. I just like, I just have like shades of remembering when like, I don't even know if I saw it, but like Cesaro got his teeth knocked in, like his front teeth. I didn't just see like, it happen, but I don't think I saw it happen either. But I just remember him like. I think I saw a picture. I don't know what I saw, but like from that point, I'm just like, I don't want anybody to have their teeth knocked in. That sounds fucking horrible. No, I really, you know, Pete Dunn, aka Butch, always wears a mouth guard, and I think that's really smart. Like, why aren't more wrestlers more concerned about their teeth? And whenever I see a wrestler with really good teeth, I'm like, none of those are real. Those are all implants. <laughs> Your real that, teeth are gone. That's what I was wondering. It's like the same thing with wrestlers who want to wrestle barefoot. Like, I've said this before, but it just like completely freaks me out. Why would you wrestle barefoot? You're going to break all of your toes or, you know, something horrible is going to happen. Like, wear a mouth guard. You're also going to, if you're wrestling barefoot, you're going to put your bare feet all over that arena, all over that ring, (laughs) all over your, like, oh, this is, imagine the things you find, like pieces of popcorn and weird dirt you can't identify. Like how many planners warts do you think they end up with? Right. It's like, you know how you're not supposed to shower barefoot in college? Mm Mm-hmm. This feels like the next level up of things you should wear shoes for from showering barefoot in college. I agree. Gross. They should at least have flip-flops. Well, Matt Riddle tries, but then he kicks them off. He does, he does, click, he does kick off his flippy floppies. Those flippy floppies go flying. I think when we were doing our predictions, I think we said we'd be happy if either of them won because we liked both wrestlers. I was very happy that Bianca won, but I was also simultaneously sad that Bailey didn't win because I love Bailey. Mm-hmm. But um, this comes back to what I was saying before about, you know, Bailey is now kind of on a losing streak. Right. Like, like, what do you think that means? I don't know. I mean, I think there's always the possibility that Dakota and Io will get sick of her and, you know, move on. But since she is the more... And we talked about this last time. She's more established. I don't see that happening. Um, I assume she's going to keep getting angrier and angrier and angrier and either will just go off like an A-bomb of heel fury or else she'll have like a realization that this is the wrong path and she wants to go back to being a side ponytail queen. But I kind of hope it's just an A-bomb of heel fury. You know, I like heel Bailey. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you first thought like are eo and dakota just gonna be like bye but you're right like bailey's more star power there so maybe they wouldn't try to do that or maybe they try to recruit somebody else and then boot bailey yeah and i think i mean i think the the shitty cowardly heel who is really really good but surrounds themselves with people who are just a little less good is like they're fawning sycophants that's a really you know classic trope yeah 
wrestling. So, and of course that leads to all those interesting dynamics about, well, what happens when someone starts losing? What happens when we don't have all the titles and we expect to have all the titles? Like I really thought that was going to be Bailey's night. Yeah. But I wonder if, you know, we're setting up going into Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. You know, or because like, what does Candice LeRae have to do with any of this? Well, if you need another person for a Survivor Series War Games team, that may explain what's going on there. So once again, I'll say I love Candice LeRae. I also love Candice LeRae. I hope Bless she can be a friend of the show at some point. Me too. 100%. You know, any any of these ladies we've just been discussing are very, very welcome to be friends of the show. That's true. Be friends of our show. Be friends mm-hmm. with us. <laughs> we're not desperate or sad. Please. <laughs> so lonely. We're each other's only friends. Um, I'm hoping that this ladder match leads to more ladder matches for women in wrestling. Yeah, me um, too. I, there's no reason to not have them or not have had them leading up to this. So, you know, it's just like glass ceiling after glass ceiling. Right. But, um, it's exciting. And I, maybe we'll get a tables, ladders and chairs match for the, for women next. That would be nice. You know, I think you had also talked about the idea that the, the ladders would be shorter. Yeah. The, there was some, I don't know where I read it some speculation i think triple h said they were limiting like the height of the ladders but i feel there like, were, like one... 20 foot ladders or something at one point i guess i just feel like that one ladder looked huge it did look huge i agree that so was like, very curious was it like the first one they had out yeah like bianca went for a ladder and she was like i'm not messing around with the glorified step stools like i came for a ladder I did really like that reminds me and I'm glad you said that I really liked how like the match started out where basically she's just like fuck this I'm going for the belt like over and over again she'd like lay Bailey out run up the ladder lay Bailey out run up the ladder it wasn't just like let's fuck around for 20 minutes like I think that was a fun opening I did too like it's it's nice to see sort of that like I'm just gonna be smart yes like Like, I'm I'm just gonna use my brain yeah. Right? Like, I don't need to give you a 30-minute classic to win the title, so why on earth? Exactly. And then, it's of like, course, it turned into, like, chaos, but... Of course, because it has to. You know, yes. the drama of the ladder match, but it was great. It was She's great. great. She's really great. She is. I I don't know what I'm going to do if she, like, starts losing. I'll be really sad. We will. We will stick with her through it. Bianca, be a friend of the show. Because okay. we are EST supporters. It's true. Um, that's all I had. That's all that I match. had too. Yeah. So that that brings us to the um, Finn Balor versus Edge match. The I Quit match. The I Quit match. I I have to ask you something really important <laughs> about this match that I just I can't stop thinking about. I wonder if it's going to be something I was going to ask you. Go ahead. What the fuck was going on with that mask, Finn? I mean, this is not a fetish party, all right? Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was, what is he wearing? And I'll... Because, <laughs> like, what? Where did that come from? Also, I, I suspect it was a trick of the light or whatever, but it looked like it only had one eye hole. And I was That's like, what I thought. are you going to be all right? Like, is this safe? I was like, Ocean you're, approved? Di- like you're 
depth perception is going to be all thrown off. You're not going to be able to see. <laughs> like, he's been wearing jaunty bandanas. Like, where did, like, spiky face mask come from all of a sudden? Was he just like, maybe he watched the new Hellraiser movie and was like, mm. this, I've got to do it. This is amazing. I haven't seen Going the Hellraiser movie, but I haven't seen it yet either. But it did seem like maybe he wanted to tear Edge's soul apart. <laughs> I think or like, so. Like maybe he attended the Monster Ball and is a real <sighs> Lady Gaga stan and was just like, it's it's time not to be a drag, but to be a queen. You know, like what is happening, Finn? It's very fancy, but it's very weird. And I don't know how I feel about that mask. I have a lot of things to say about Finn that bleed Do you into talk about Finn. Well, I mean, they bleed into like last night's Raw yes. as well. Yes. So I, I guess we can I've do a side. It. Do we want to do a side boob about it? <laughs> Welcome to Side Boob with Finn Balor. <laughs> side Boob is where we talk about something adjacent. The show has the worst segments. The segments are trash, but we love them. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's uh, let's take a side boob. For so sure. I have to. I okay. So like the side boob. Um, I feel like there's a few things. So where you know, um, Rey Mysterio is wrestling Chad Gable, right? And then in Judgment Day comes out, and Finn comes like strolling on out with you know he always has a jaunty bandana. This time it's wrapped around his neck, and all I can think is, Finn, are you hiding a hickey? Like, oh, maybe combined with like the sort of proposal, like that was happening yeah. with AJ before the betrayal, obviously. But I was just like, this is all very romantic. So I, I also wrote, this is very romantic, and I wrote some things down that AJ said yes everything he ever needed is standing right in front of him he's been alone too long <laughs> he needs a family I'm like okay like aside AJ, from your what three children <laughs> then he like drops to his knees I'm just like I don't think it's family you're talking about AJ I gotta be honest this does not scream family to me this is not family audiences content it got real <laughs> intense between them it really did. I liked it. And I liked it. And then I was a little let down because I was like, oh, it's the OC. I mean, I have nothing against the OC. They're fine. But it's like I was really invested in the interpersonal drama going on between AJ and Finn. I was too. I was really excited about AJ potentially being in Judgment Day. Absolutely. I They got me hook, line, and sinker because I, I kept saying to my husband, like, I don't think this is real. I don't think this is real. Oh, my God. Is this real? Like, I was yeah. a mark in that moment. It was rough. Yeah, they got me. I was mm -hmm. like, ugh. Um, attached to that, within that match, when Dominic starts talking, he's <laughs> <Your> favorite. <laughs> he said the word 619ing my own father. And I was, <laughs> I was like, all I said was, I said that's too close for comfort. I'm uncomfortable. Right. Sometimes also, we say things that are okay, but we need to think about them and how they're actually not okay. Yeah. I also didn't know that AJ's name was Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he is a man named Alan who does not believe that the world is a globe. Oh, God. That's the other thing, man. So I have decided that Finn Balor is like a dork and a half. And he's a super dork. Like in the best way, right? Like, mm-hmm. but like when he said he's too legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like doing the hand motions yes. from the MC Hammer video in yes. Days of Yore. So it was great. just like he's the gift that keeps on giving. I also I'm I'm within Judgment Day, they have like a lot of subplots. They really like, do. Judgment Day is a tangle. It's yeah, a they have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies and like I I can't keep track of everything. Like I think There's they're also little... trying to start some shit with Roman Reigns like I I think I the Judgment Day they're trolls, right? They're just trying to start shit with everyone they encounter. And they won't be happy until they've started shit with everyone on the roster of both shows. I think that's a good point. I want to see what they do with um, New Day. <laughs> right. I think that's going to be very, very funny. I'm not going to lie. That would but be funny. yeah, I feel like they just stir shit and cause problems. You know, they're like the TikTok sound. I don't want peace. I want problems. The I don't judgment know if I've heard that one. Problems. Um, can we also just talk about? Do you have any feelings about the OC? I know we're getting. Deep I don't. To the side boob here. I, I don't. I I I know a little about them. Like mm. they're supposed to be kind of a big deal. Great they are wrestlers. kind of a big deal, but I don't have any strong feelings about them except this. I love seeing them because whenever I see Luke Gallows. It gives me the opportunity to shout, you'll always be Festus to me. Yes. Biscuits and gravy made him a man. That's all I picture. And I'm like, and then when, like, then once I learned, like, that he's supposed to be, like, one of the great wrestlers, I guess, I was like, man, and you were out there doing Festus? (laughs) That had to hurt. That had to really hurt. Must have. Yeah, that's all I think of is him just, like, with that look on his face with his mouth hanging open. He's just crying in a dark room. Biscuits and gravy. Maybe a man. You know, it's just really sad. Anyway, I just, I wanted to share with you the joy that I felt from that. I appreciated it. I, I, so I guess we can venture back from side boob. Let's get off the side boob and go back to the rack. <laughs> there was a moment during the match. I think it might have been when Finn had Edge in a corner or something. I don't exactly remember, but like, I was looking at them and like I've never really realized the size difference between those two men. Like, yeah, Finn is not Edge the biggest looked, man. No, Edge looked fucking gigantic <laughs> compared to him, and I was like, "Oh my god, Finn, you're actually kind of small." That he's got a big um, presence, but he's not the biggest man. Yeah, it would just really, it really. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting, so I decided to. I I also decided that a perfect way to uh, win an I Quit match with like little injury to yourself is to become like a, like a ventriloquist uh, and like, you know, like just kind of be like, ah, quiet, you know, like how do you duty this shit? Yeah. yeah. And then you just win. I love that. That's brilliant. I thought of that bit. That seems like a hilarious bit. Well, you know, I think the judgment day went right to killing edge and his wife as a tactic to win, but really the ventriloquism, would have worked a lot better with a lot less bloodshed and effort. I think so. But they want problems, not peace. 
I think there was also another kink um, displayed mm. in this match. Mm. Tell me more. Um, maybe not a personal kink, but definitely I'm not going to shame it. So you could shame it or claim it. Um, but when the edge had the hockey stick in Finn's mouth and he was like pulling yeah. backwards, on yeah, there him. was a lot of there was a lot of that kind of choking, wasn't there? Yes, and I was like, yeah. wow, okay, wow. okay, <laughs> that's a thing that's happening. Um, was very excited to see Beth because I'm always yeah, I am always happy to see our glamazon for sure. Until I got a good look at her shoes, though, I kept screaming, "Is she wearing Crocs? Clown shoes, hundred percent." But um. She was done dirty. She was done really, really dirty. But, you know, that's I always wonder of like Rhea Ripley being a lady wrestler, obviously, but also being the kind of like powerhouse lady wrestler she is. If like inside she's like, oh, my God, 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 it's Beth Phoenix. (laughs) I I think about I think about when Seth Rollins had that match against Sting and I think WrestleMania and later Sting is talking about how after the match Seth is apologizing because Sting is like injured and suffering and Seth's kind of babbling nervously and he's like I was you for Halloween one year <laughs> and like <laughs> that's so cute like I, I just imagine this is sort of what's going on with Beth Phoenix and Rhea maybe Ripley. we shouldn't have any friends of the show come on because I feel like that's the kind of thing that we'll we'll be doing oh my god yeah absolutely. did you like having that hockey stick in your mouth <laughs> how did that feel how did that feel? Did you like Edge putting it in your mouth or do you not care who puts it in your mouth? Shame it or claim it, Finn. Make the decision. Shame or claim. <laughs> I also, okay, I made an incredible discovery during this match. So do you remember when Edge cuts this sort of extended promo backstage sitting in what appears to be a tiny wrestling ring about yes. how like he's old, right? He's an old and man. Road time. <laughs> he's yeah. about to die. Things are going poorly. Yeah. So Edge is... 50, not 56 Edge is 46 right oh my god okay. 46 or 47 i can't remember which it is he's a youth do you know do you know how old finn balor is he's 41 42 he's 41 there's yeah. like five years between them this is a ridiculous <laughs> narrative and i am mad edge shut up edge is like that millennial who's like oh my god i'm so old i'm in bed by 9 30 every night shut up you're not that old <laughs> It's like it's like they're basing people's age on how long they've been in WWE. So like in WWE years, Edge is ninety five, whereas Finn is thirty eight. I just it was cracking me up. I couldn't stop laughing. That is really funny. I hadn't really made that connection at all. That's amazing. In the in the continuing saga of things that like. Jillian asks really stupid questions about wrestling because obviously it's for showbiz. Mm. If I'm hopping back again to raw. No, was it? No, it's not raw. It's from extreme rules. Let me think. Yeah. It's from extreme rules. If Dominic hates his father so much. Yes. Then why doesn't he unmask him? Because that is like the ultimate fucking betrayal that's a very good point of a luchador like they haven't even played with that idea where he might like uh you know like lean down and try tugging it off or something and then someone just plows into him you know to save ray why isn't that happened you know are they worried dom will fuck it up (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible there was a moment where i really thought that was going to happen but he was just like reaching for something he wasn't trying to unmask him me too so i 
I feel like there are a few answers. One, okay. you know, perhaps Rey Mysterio has contractually stipulated that he is not taking his mask off. I have no idea. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean... Two. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, that. that makes sense. I mean... Like, obviously, I don't want him actually unmasked, but I just feel like right. it seems like that would be like a good part to their storyline. But go ahead. Absolutely. Well, so that's my number two is maybe that's something they're building to. Maybe. Either like, you know, Dominic wins and Ray is unmasked or Ray wins and Dominic has to leave the Judgment Day. Yeah. Or leave wrestling. Who knows? Um, maybe it's some sort of like you know, Dominic is not yet a man because he's not actually capable of taking that which is of the greatest value to his father. Of course, the poignancy is that by denying his father his love, he already has. I don't know. These he have might, been deep thoughts in wrestling. He might care about his mask more than his son. Well, I mean, his son has really bad hair and wears the same vest like every day, so it's, it's totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think, I think maybe it's something they're building to, or maybe it's just not something that's on the table. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like, I when I ask the question like, where is logic? And you know, sometimes mm -hmm. there just isn't any. Sometimes there isn't, just like real life. So I feel like I didn't take notes on a match because I have in my predictions another match, but I don't have notes on this match because I think that was the pre-show, the Street Profits. No. That match? Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. That was on um That was on the show we most recently watched, wasn't it? Do you want me to go back through my well, notes? Well there was one. I don't know why I had it in my predictions. Anyway. Your it didn't happen during Extreme Rules, right? Like I didn't hallucinate. I it you didn't hallucinate it. I did read a couple things that predicted it might happen oh, during okay. Extreme Rules, but it didn't. Okay. We well, saw we them fight later. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. We don't have to talk about that. Then that leaves okay. us with Fight Pit, right? Fight Pit? Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Fight Pit. I'm going to let you take the lead on Fight Pit. Okay. Um, I think I liked Fight Pit more than you did. Um, I think I came away from Fight Pit with a newfound respect for Matt Riddle's athleticism. I did. Yes, I did. Uh, that man can somehow leap from the floor up onto another man's shoulders and I, i'm just like you're a big dude how is this happening um i enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit i wish it had not had i wish it had been longer and hadn't had such a sudden ending yeah and i i wonder if they were trying to recreate the like authentic feel of an mma bout oh maybe but i i don't think that was the right choice because it's you know it's a wrestling pay-per-view we're not mma Right. I don't know. Tell me, tell me how you felt. So, snottily, <laughs> I expected a pit. Oh yeah, and you know that the drawings did kind of look like it might be pittier than it was. So like, I really didn't do a lot of pre-show homework, and I was like, it's a pit, right? So they're gonna actually like, I don't know, kind of be down inside of a pit. Fight I don't know. Hole. Yeah. Which I know logistically that probably wouldn't work, but I expected to pity your things. However, um, this match was also pretty brutal, though, again, I will say I don't think it was as extreme as the women's matches that we saw. Mm -hmm. 
but I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like, I feel like they're a good match for each other. They like, are, and their hatred feels so believable. It does. And I think, like, some of the stuff, like, when they got up onto the ledge, the, like, upper ledge, which I guess sort of mimicked a pit. Yes. Um, that stuff made me really nervous. It was terrifying, I, yeah. I was just waiting for them to, like, for it to break, for them to fall off and break something, for... I don't even know what to happen, but... um. The only thing that was the only thing when you asked me at the beginning, like, was fight pit everything I hoped it would be, I think is what you asked. And I said, no, it's because I wanted it to be an actual pit. Other than that, it was fantastic. You wanted it to be more of a whole battle. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. like 619 ing your father, that's something no one should ever say. But yeah, like, no, I, I get the idea, right? Like, they're in a literal pit in the ground. Mm -hmm. We're looking down, like, you know, competitors of your, yeah. I can see that. I was also kind of surprised that Seth tapped out. I know. I was I was a little surprised too because I I kind of thought Seth would win. I mean, I'm actually glad Seth didn't win it. I I think it's good for Matt Riddle to establish himself and move on, but mm -hmm. And of course, Seth then acquitted himself in a very Seth-like fashion winning the title on Raw the next night. So, yeah, which uh, the whole like again, I'm very dumb about wrestling sometimes but like the whole rib wrapping that was not real right he, i mean the way he was moving it did not seem like he had any injured ribs i think he oversold it okay. just a little yeah okay okay yeah. just making sure sometimes i don't know you're really smart about everything including wrestling oh thank you that's the um, great thing about this podcast is that nobody is dumb on this podcast oh thanks i did feel bad for bobby lashley losing the title though i did too because it's like I mean, not only did he lose the title, but now he has to be in a boring and demeaning program with Brock Lesnar leading up to Crown Jewel. Can we talk about Brock Lesnar's fucking outfit? <laughs> I mean, there are so many aesthetic <laughs> things to talk about with Brock. Brock's apparel and hair are just like stunning. Stunning. <laughs> the thing that came to mind when I saw him was Urban Cowboy going to yes. a rodeo. I've never ah. actually seen the film Urban Cowboy. But I imagine if one is going to be an urban cowboy, there would be a lot of denim involved. He looked like how I imagine like Austin, Texas hipsters look. Oh, yeah. That's really unfair to people who live in Austin. I, I've never been there. I know anything about it. But I was like, you look like a redneck hipster. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> well, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. You don't have Paul Heyman. Are you actually going to try to talk for yourself? I hope not, but also I. Luckily, he didn't he say much. No, he's a man of action. He is. So I. So I guess I wrote. I think I wrote a question about that actually about tonight because I. Um. So is. So, are they setting up a thing with Lashley, and Lesnar, which actually kind of answered that like yes they're going to have to fight, but is the ultimate goal here, Brock Lesnar and. Seth Rollins. Sidebar. Side boob. I would like to see Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar wrestle each other. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be kind of great. And I think my disdain for both of them might cancel out because of the novelty. I think she would like climb up on his shoulders and just like leg lock him until he passed out. Mm hmm. Maybe gouge his eyes out. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I assume the point 
is maybe not to bring Brock back. That was really hard to say right now in like a title picture or anything, but to bring him back specifically for Crown Jewel because, oh, yeah, you know, he's probably pretty in demand for something like that. That makes sense. Um, That would be my guess. Has the Crown Jewel card been updated? Like the last time I checked, which was like last week, it was still only um, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. I haven't looked. I haven't looked because I'm a bad podcaster and I don't. No, no, no. You're not a bad. I'm just going to look and see. Like, okay. I don't see much at the moment. That's okay. We can always talk about it at a different time because it's not until November. One thing I have to say that I have been liking more about Brock the last two times I've seen him is that he seems to be having such a good time. That's true. It seems like less of a chore for him. Yeah. Like, I'm glad to see him showing this kind of like goofy wacky side of himself like this guy i i kind of don't hate yeah i mean i kind of don't love him either but you know you get the idea yeah, like i don't care if i never see him again but like right at least it's not as terrible mm-hmm. um anything else you want to say about extreme roles before i hit a couple of highlights from smackdown and raw this week aside from what well, we've already talked about perhaps just bray wyatt oh yeah god See, my I should talk Bray. Um, I'm excited to have him back. Yeah, I I feel like he's always doing something that's like a little bit of an evolution from where he was the last time I saw him, and now he's been gone from us for a while. So I am mm-hmm. curious to see how this will play out. You know, I have a hard time with really long ass entrances, like back in the day when we were watching wrestling together. Whenever the Undertaker would come out, I'd yes. be like. I'm going to go smoke three cigarettes because that's how long his entrance was. <laughs> yeah. But like Bray's entrance was fun, but it was too long. It was or too his, long. Like, unveiling. Like, okay, dude. Also, I thought it was funny that when he's like, has his little lantern, you could see the switch. On the lantern. <laughs> you could see the switch on the lantern and he turned it off before mm-hmm. he blew it out. <laughs> can we, can we talk about the lantern for a minute? Because this yeah, is like, a very fond, wrestling memory between you and I um there used to be a lot of cable tv advertisements for the old Brooklyn Lantern Company and they made this sort of like led lantern and we always used to joke that Bray had the old Brooklyn Lantern (laughs) and the minute he had the lantern I was like oh my god the old Brooklyn Lantern Company is still in business I was so delighted like I knew we'd have a lantern but seeing it it just brought back a lot of fond memories so did they ever sell a lantern on the WWE shop and if not why because why not right people would buy the shit out of that oh my god you know what that's the kind of thing if I was at a wrestling show and I'd had like three beers I could absolutely be convinced to drop $55 on an LED lantern to hold up during Bray Wyatt's match (laughs) absolutely that would be amazing. So great. <sighs> I love it. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts about Bray? I'm excited to see like what's going to happen. Where is he going to go? Is Alexa Bliss going to rejoin him? Is Liv maybe going to join him like you suggested? Is he just going to wreak all kinds of havoc? I don't know. I like the chaos of it. I like the fact that they kind of took this little tour through all the things he'd done before. Because I think WWE mm-hmm. sometimes has this bad tendency to like we're not going to talk about any of that stuff that happened before it's all now you've never seen this guy before everything's brand new (laughs) 
And it's like, no, like this guy has this really weird, complicated history. Like, yeah, let's just dig in. Let's do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's I, not I Bray cool. Wyatt. He's Ray Bryant. <laughs> Ray Bryant. A humble lantern salesman with a number of animal friends. It's like a charming children's book. Ray Bryant. I would tune in for that. Absolutely. I would too. But yeah, that I think that does it for me for Extreme Okay. Rules. Okay. I want to back up to uh, SmackDown a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, of course I don't mind. Okay, so Smack SmackDown, as we've talked, it was like 700 years ago, but it was the season premiere of SmackDown. Season premiere. And who did we see at the beginning of SmackDown? None other. Might have been friend of the show, <laughs> my dad. Who I always like to see. I always like to see. It was very fun seeing him because you don't see him as much anymore. And I know. Like Triple H, Edge, a little bit of HBK, Mm -hmm. and um, Jeff Hardy. Like those were like my main dudes when I was watching wrestling with you. Those are some core faves. Yeah. It's always fun to see them. I'm always happy to see them whenever we can. I'm hoping to see Jeff Hardy again soon. It was very exciting, A, to see Dad on SmackDown. But then I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, but not talk that much about it. But also to see the DX reunion on Raw. Yes. That was really cute. This is going to sound corny and dumb. But, you know, when news broke about Triple H having heart problems and Mm. being so seriously ill... It was a real, um, you know, I've had celebrities that I admire and enjoy be sick or even pass away before, but they haven't hit me as hard as that did. Like it really, it hit me. I remember, I think I was at my desk when I read it at work and I got like teary. Like it really hit me hard. And I was like, Mm -hmm. one of your favorite wrestlers who has like meant a lot to you for a long time could die. Yeah, And it was really nice to see a crowd just kind of go nuts to see him. Mm-hmm. And then also just really nice to see him with his dad bro friends, <laughs> just dad broing it up. I was like, this is beautiful and I'm really happy. So it was really wonderful. I wasn't around for DX. Like I saw the leftovers of DX when yeah, I missed John Michaels and Triple H were still like yes. crotch chopping and whatnot. Um. But I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, they gave that nice little shout out to China. Yeah, that was nice. That one guy was Gun. Billy Gun. A guy Billy Gun. He wasn't there. Was he? He was in DX though, right? He's in AEW now. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know if it's in a performance capacity or a backstage capacity. Cause so I they're like, we don't watching. talk about him at all. Yeah, I I think they have to leave him out of this. But okay. They, I mean, they they made reference. That. They made reference to people who weren't there, and it wasn't just like that China had passed, but also that yes. Billy Gunn was not yes. with us okay. at this time. Okay. I did note that they all have really gravelly voices, and I'm like, is this is this a thing that happens to men as they get older who used to be wrestlers or are still wrestlers? Or is this like an affectation? Were they all gravelly back in the day? I don't know. I You know, I don't know either. I feel like um, HBK has always been gravelly. Yeah, he has for sure. So, you know, I think I like to imagine that they like went out the night before and did it up real hard <laughs> and had an amazing time and stayed out to like 1030 
mm-hmm. and you know like we're just a little worn out from that but i Triple don't know. H had like a beer yeah like he had a beer and a half and was like whoa boys whoa um, he can't drink that much not with a bad heart but perhaps in my letter this week in addition to all the nice <laughs> sentimental things i will say to dad i will also ask what's going on with you guys' voices why do you sound like that what the hell's wrong <laughs> Um, when you first started talking about this, I thought you were going to talk about how excited you were to see Wade Barrett. Well, I mean, I was totally freaking excited to see Wade. I love Wade Barrett. Absolutely love Wade Barrett. I know you do. Um, I love Wade Barrett for a lot of reasons. I really enjoyed him in, uh, the Nexus and Mm -hmm. in the first incarnation of NXT when it was a, a weird competition and not, you know, its own brand. Um, and also, like, full disclosure, I have this set of, like, five very specific data points about what makes a man attractive. And mm-hmm. Wade Barrett is, like, right in the center. <laughs> right in the center. So, you know, a lot of love for Wade Barrett. Plus, he was good on commentary. I enjoyed his he was commentary. Great. He called himself, well, not not verbatim, Michael Cole's husband. So, yeah, that's beautiful. I thought that was Absolutely very sweet. Beautiful. And no, I, he did I got- a great job, and I was really excited because I knew you would be really excited. I got to do my Wade Barrett voice again, which I really enjoyed. Would you please do that now? Wade Barrett, welcome to SmackDown. And the great thing, though, is like, and no one can see this but you, is like, as I do the Wade Barrett voice, my hands get both wider and higher as I emphasize everything like a televangelist. You've always, Wade Barrett you've always do done that. that, too. He doesn't do that. Also, like, I know how bad my British accent is terrible. So I'm sorry, Wade Barrett. Um, please don't let that deter you from making me the next Mrs. Barrett. I feel like. You've been That's doing that hand him. thing. You've been doing that hand thing for as long as I can remember, and it's amazing. Thank you. Um, so I I realized I I realized Sami Zayn's role in mm. the Bloodline. Well, I mean, according to Xavier Woods, he's not a stepdad; he's a dad who stepped up. I love that so much. So it's <laughs> so good. But what would you say it is? What is his role? So you remember the band? <laughs> the mighty mighty Bostones. i do remember he's the guy who yeah <laughs> do you remember the guy whose entire job was to just like dance and jump around yeah he's like the ska hype man yes totally. sammy zane is the ska totally. hype man of the bloodline like I, like it hit me and it was like a light bulb and i felt amazing um i wasn't sure if um paul Heyman talking about ben shapiro jordan peterson andrew tate in relation to logan paul was supposed to be like him dissing logan paul because he's like those guys or him dissing logan paul because he's not like those guys and i'm not sure where paul Heyman falls on this and i don't know if i want to know because i'm afraid it's going to be on the wrong side i know like i want that to be like a really sick burn for the reasons that I want it to be a really sick burn. Yes. You know, um, mm-hmm. but I guess, you know, Paul Heyman, I assume you are a faithful weekly listener. And if so, please weigh in. Please because do. Because I do want to know. I, I want to know what's going on in your mind because we I thought know. it's a good insult. <laughs> Sorry. We need to know if we have to revoke your friend of the show rights. We don't want to. We don't want to, but we will. We'll pull it away and then you're lost. you're left with nothing. So. Mm-hmm. Except Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, and Ben Shapiro. 
<laughs> favorite line of the night. Gonna get smashed worse than anyone's been smashed in their life. We talk so much about smashing. <laughs> and like, I know how the kids use to smash mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, we're doing a whole heck of a lot of smashing right now. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. everybody's That's all I can think everyone. about. I couldn't stop. It was ridiculous. That's all I could think about. I was like, why do you guys keep saying smash? Stop saying smashing. There's no way they stop don't know. It. And maybe no, it's a hilarious thing the writers are doing, like <laughs> getting the, you know, the boring people to say hilarious things and they have no idea what they're saying. Meanwhile, like the writers are all crying and drinking like <sighs> champagne. I hope so. <laughs> um uh the last thing i want to say is um i loved how much wade barrett became everyone's father when he was talking about how hip he was because he knew about warren g and nate dog <laughs> <laughs> it it's true he's a very cool man who is down with the kids he is um you know he knows what is cool he definitely has a TikTok account that is absolutely no i have no idea i was a joke oh, dang i was hoping wade barrett had a TikTok. i, wish I was, I I was gonna find did. it just videos of him lip syncing to warren g and yeah. nate dogs regulators and it's it's always like he's slightly out of the frame in a weird way like <laughs> accidentally it's not yeah he doesn't really know what he's doing That's, they're all like instead of coming to a clean finish he just runs out of time and the video ends it's very awkward yeah. that's what i imagine I love it. <laughs> I have one last question for the evening. Um, yeah. And then if there's yeah. anything that you want to chat about, but so back to raw jumping all over the yeah. place. So Roman Reigns had told Jay to make sure that Sammy didn't lose. Right. Mm -hmm. And he made him stay home with the so little mean. brother. So mean. And Sammy lost. Sammy did lose. So like, what do you think is going to happen? A good old fashioned smashing. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm smashing like, whom? Everyone. We've already established that everyone will be smashing everyone. It is a okay. daisy chain of smash. No, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I think we're definitely coming to this place where like Jay is not going to be able to abide. Right. We already saw mm -hmm. he can't abide. And mm -hmm. Roman is the worst kind of leader. Like, who hasn't had a boss like this where they're just so full of shit and you just have to put up with them? Yeah. Because, like, I have had those bosses in the past. Um, yes. I feel like I feel like we're going to revisit the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso rivalry that I'm really sad I didn't get to see that happened previously. Like, we're going to dig back into that. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. And I was like, I want to see them feud. And then I was talking to my husband, who is, of course, my source on all things, because I have a very small lady mind. And he was like, yeah, they did feud. It was really great. He didn't see it either because we just weren't watching at that time. But I can't imagine a world where your husband isn't watching wrestling. Well, we both, you know, we both gave it up for a while because it was feeling repetitive and yep. it's big time investment. So it is. But yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens. Like, what will happen when Roman confronts? And how will Sammy play into it? Like, will Sammy keep trying to be the dad who stepped up? Or? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. 
I am too. I'm really interested to see what happens. I feel like at some point, I mean, obviously the bloodline is going to get a clogged artery. I don't know how I'm trying to do something with a metaphor here, but it's not working. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to fall apart at some point. Right. Like Jay is going to be the clot in the bloodline. hundred percent. I do like how much Jimmy enjoys Sammy though. I think that's really fun to watch. I do too. It's like, he just genuinely really finds Sammy to be hilarious. They're very cute when they smile. They should smile more. Maybe we should tell them that if we ever run into them on the street. Hey, you should smile more. Well, you know, I think more men in general need to be told that they are a lot prettier when they smile. So I think so. You know? It's definitely true with Yusos. It's so true. There I also like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. You go ahead. It wasn't important. You go I, was just, I was just saying, like, I also like that Solo just, like, never smiles. <laughs> so stoic. Like, like profoundly I'm just going stoic. to Manhattan. Yes. I don't even want to go. Not even into it. Yeah. But I'm going to go. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say there was a point on SmackDown where Sammy was carrying on and Roman started to lose it. <laughs> and like he was losing it really aggressively. And I was just like, I feel so bad for you because I could not keep a straight face Mm-mm. in any of these. Like Sammy would kill me every time I would end up just like cracking up. Yeah. I. When was I? I don't know if that was. Was that on Raw? Yeah, it must have been on Raw when I was watching it. And it's just like, he's just standing there, like, being a jackass around you in the ring. It's like, how do you absolutely not just, like, die laughing at it? I, <laughs> it's amazing. Especially because I'm sure they're, like, buddies, you know, like, right. IRL, as the children say. So he's probably just always doing hilarious hijinks. So this is another issue that came up with the bloodline that made me feel like I was about 150 years old when they were Mm -hmm. arguing about who got to say yeet. Oh yeah. I thought I knew what yeet meant. And as it turns out, I have no idea what yeet means. Not really. And I, I have never felt so geriatric in my whole life. Yeah. I, um, I thought it, I thought it meant to like, what did I think? I think originally I thought it meant to, um, like, yoink. Mm. Like, it was the same vibe as yoink. But I think it's, like, to throw. Yeah, so that's what I thought. But then it seemed like they were using it in sort of this very flexible way that meant yeah, more they were. than throw. And I was like, I I have so much to learn about the youth. Maybe they're just trying to make fetch happen. And I was like, these guys aren't even that much younger than me. This is a disgrace. Maybe they are just trying to make fetch happen. That's entirely possible. It could be. Maybe they're like saying yeet, but it doesn't mean yeet. (laughs) Like this is is a meta analysis of yeet in the bloodline. (laughs) Maybe we can ask friends of the show, Jimmy and Jey Uso at some point. I would say that I will put it in my letter to dad this week. Okay. But let's be honest. Triple H has no idea what yeet means. (laughs) He's heard he his kids his say it. He doesn't know what it is, and he's confused and angry about it. He'll ask his children, and they'll tell him something wrong on purpose to make him absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Back to square one. Well, that's all I have for this week. That I think that's it for me. It was a great week of wrestling. It really was. Very pleased. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm. Th- I'm kind of surprised. It might have been because it was like season premiere stuff, but like I don't remember there being a ton of talk about the 
up like Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, which is interesting because I feel like before Extreme Rules, it's like yes. every other fucking promo was about Crown Jewel. So I'm sure that'll come back this week with SmackDown, like now that it's not like. Well, I don't know. They'll probably be talking about Extreme Rules at SmackDown this week. Yeah, I feel like you're going to have Extreme Rules fallout. And now I don't mind so much if we start talking about Crown Jewel because it's actually time to start talking about Crown Jewel. But it was yes. so muddled before. You're right. So I, I feel like we're kind of back on track now, and I appreciate that. I do, too. Thanks, WWE. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Wrestling is for Girls. As always, we will be back again next week to talk about SmackDown and Raw and all of the other exciting things that are going on in the world of sports entertainment. Including kinks. And whether we will shame them or claim them. Goodbye. Good night and good luck, everybody. <laughs>